You're listening to From Fear to Love. I'm your host, Alma Lee. Oh man, this is going to be a doozy of an episode. So, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I am wholeheartedly coming to the table right now, willfully admitting that I have in the past, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I, it's, it's not a foolproof practice here, guys, but I want to talk about making assumptions. Um, I can think of numerous instances in my life personally where my own assumptive nature has caused problems. And let's dig into it. And I am willfully admitting and putting forth my own experience with engaging in this problematic behavior. And I want to share with you the takeaways on what I've observed, not just in myself, but in others on why we, we shouldn't do this. Um, why we shouldn't make assumptions now. Well, <laughs> there's so many different directions that this discussion can go into. Um, well, first let's start off with this. Why do we do it? Why do we make assumptions? Well, human beings, we're curious creatures. That is part of our makeup. That is part of our nature is that we are curious by definition as human beings. That is what we do. We explore, we create, we design, we develop, we build. And it's a feature of being a human being is to understand the meaning and purpose behind something a situation, a person, whatever, whatever. That is the nature of human beings. So the problem happens is that when we desire information, when we want to know the answer to something, if we don't have the answer, we create it. <laughs> That's what we do. Whether we do it consciously or subconsciously, we make it up. We look at what is in front of us and we take all of that information and we smash it all together in our heads and we just come to a, a terminal conclusion on, well, this must be the case. This must be the case. This must be the situation. Um, I don't think that my son would mind me mentioning this, but that's been uh, a big part of the evolution and the, the progress of our relationship, um, the hierarchical evolution of our relationship. You know, parent-child relationships are the only relationships that transcend hierarchy. All other relationships tend to stay stagnant in, in the hierarchical nature of them. In other words, partnerships, siblings, um, friendships, you know, platonic, uh, romantic relationships, you know, you name it. Those relationships stay static in that your station in those relationships remains the same throughout the duration of the relationship. So parent-child relationships, they evolved. Anyway, getting, getting into a rabbit hole here. The problem with, as my son has, who is, he's now an adult, is he and I have had, well, when he was growing up, obviously it was my way or the highway because I'm mom and you know how that goes. And what mom says, if, you know, mom's not happy, nobody's happy. And I can look back with clarity and realize that I made a lot of assumptions. I made a lot of assumptions about my son. I made a lot of assumptions about him, about his character, about his behavior, about where he was, what he was doing. Sometimes I got it right. 
And that's a problem too, because when you get it right, it makes you feel empowered to think that all of your assumptions are correct, doesn't it? Have you ever done that? Have you ever, you know, knew in your heart of hearts and in your gut that something was amiss or awry or off? And so you created that information, but that you didn't really have it. You just made the assumption and you popped it in there and you found out on the other side of things. Yeah, you were right. You knew that, you know, that, 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 uh, you're having a conversation with your, your girlfriend. She's upset. She's unhappy. And she thinks that her boyfriend's cheating on her. And, you know, you connect the dots and find out he's cheating. You know, it happens all the time. We, we create these scenarios that it is foolproof to not make that assumption. It's almost, it almost like it, it settles itself. But here's the thing. It is a problem. It's a problem. Because when you become so confident, as I have, in your assumptions about a situation, uh, an interaction with someone, you're, first of all, you're creating unnecessary distress, um, depending on what you're making the assumption. Normally, the problem with making assumptions is in direct relationship to the negative outcome of someone's behavior that you are unaware of, you know, where are they at? Why aren't they talking to me? Um, you know, what are they doing? Oh, well, they're playing games, this, that, and the other. And we just fill in, we just connect the dots with whatever, all willy-nilly. We just assume that we know because of the experiences that we've had in the bat, in the past. And we lump all of that together and we, we create this bullshit sandwich that we regularly and routinely feed ourselves as a means of getting those answers that we desire, because God forbid we don't know, you know, God forbid we move through not, uh, not knowing, but I don't think that we've ever really given ourselves permission to not know. I mean, it might look like a duck and walk like a duck and, you know, smell like a duck, whatever ducks smell like. And it can look like everything is just very clear on the surface. But if you don't know the answer to that, you don't know the answer. And I can't tell you how often I've had couples call me up and one of the biggest issues that they have in their communication with each other is one of the parties is consistently making assumptions, consistently making assumptions about the other person's behavior, uh, assumptions about how uh, they feel about them. Um, well, he says he loves me or she says, you know, she loves me. And, and, but I don't believe them. Well, why don't you believe them? Well, because of this and that and this and that, you know, it goes without saying that I think we all know that when we make assumptions, we're doing it as a measure of survival. We're doing it as a measure of comfort. We're doing it as a measure of protection. We don't want to get hurt by finding out uh, information. So we create a scenario that protects us from that. Um, and I mean, it, it can happen on the other side of that, on the other side of the coin as well, where a person is consistently making assumptions about the depth of integrity a person may possess, may be non-existent. And this person gives them chance after chance after chance because they are assuming that their character is, you know, more positive than it is. So they're allowing that person to maybe treat them like a doormat and take advantage of them and manipulate them. But assumptions, yeah, that's, that's been something that 
sticks with me that I have in my own healing journey have been paying attention to um, with, with some regular consistency, I might say, that I have acknowledged where I have misgivings about a particular situation. Um, and, it, and, it, and it happens in client work. It happens in personal situations, professional situations, where it can be really easy to just say, yeah, I've seen this before. I know what this is. But do you? You know, and I'm asking myself, you know, do I? Do I really know? Without securing the actual information from the person who has the information. And then furthermore, going one step further to actually accept it at face value. That's another problem, a uh, problem feature of uh, being so, you know, white knuckled, death grip, hold on to that assumption is that you don't even allow the truth to come in or you don't even allow uh, an opposite or opposing opinion, you can't entertain that because you're so committed to that assumption because that assumption makes you feel like you're in the right or feel safe and protected. But you can't do that. You know, I think a lot of people too, probably, you know, these, this is one of those personality kind of, you know, those little um, facets of a, a personality that has developed from a mindset of survivability and, you know, people who have had to make way through life without any sort of guidance or healing, they just function in a place of survival. They, they're just always trying to survive. And that being in that assumptive mindset, which is where I was, I can say that, it's part of that. Assuming, making assumptions, creating a narrative as a means of getting answers and getting your needs met. You know what? People who avoid conflict do it as well because it's easier to make an assumption than it is to seek out the accurate information. Because if you seek out the, ac the accurate information, you could potentially be opening yourself up for a conflict. And people who are conflict avoidant, they don't want anything to do with that. Um, I'm not necessarily avoidant of conflict. I just like to be right. And I know that that's been a huge feature of what I've had to work on within myself and understanding that it was a trait that I, I did learn from my dad, my father, um, because he made a lot of assumptions too. And because he was the only really powerful person that I was exposed to, and granted it was negative and toxic, but still it was very powerful. I developed some of those personality features in myself as well. So I became a very assumptive person as well. And it has caused me a lot of problems. It's caused me uh, numerous problems in my relationships and with my children. And so I'm sharing that with you today in this episode because I think that so, for so many years, I didn't take account of it or I didn't take accountability because I didn't understand it was a problem. It wasn't anything that was in the forefront of my thought process, honestly. I just did it because it was just something was a knee-jerk response to any catalyst that came into my space that made me feel unsure about a situation or a person. So I just filled in the gaps. It was like caulk, you know, when, when you're, you know, retiling your bathroom. It's just, you see a hole, you know, that's what an assumption is. You just create this padding that gives you some sense of, false security in that situation or that dynamic or that relationship. And I just want this episode to sort of maybe shine a light on some 
maybe some, uh, you know, personality traits that you can work on, that you can pay attention to and ask yourself the question, are you assuming, do you assume, have you ever been accused of, why do you always assume the worst? Why do you always assume the worst out of me? You know, uh, journal, journal, write it down, ask yourself that question. Why do you do it? For me, Granted, yes, I am very much a person who likes to be in control. And on the surface, at face value, that can seem like a, uh, a poor character trait. And, and maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'm not trying to discount that. But you have to dig further and look underneath that aspect as well. Because why do I need to be in control? The reason that I needed to be in control was because I was always disempowered as a child. And I was never given the respect. And I always assumed that I, I learned to assume because of the consistency by which I was treated poorly. So by that experience, it was easy for me to assume that everyone was going to treat me poorly. And then by that default and that mindset, I created this, this need to control those dynamics because I did not want to be treated poorly. So I take that experiential learning, you know, that part of my education from my own experience. And I layer that into my clinical work by asking my clients, you know, and, and in personal relationships as well, and ask those questions like, what are you making assumptions about? Why do you just assume? I, I have, it's actually been rather recent. I have had sort of an eye-opening awakening with regard to my own uh, this, this problem with my personality and it's been exciting. It's, it's an exciting thing. It's not a bad thing when you realize that you've been goofing up, that you've been doing things and moving through your relationships inappropriately. Not at all. This is a, it's a point of growth and healing to be able to identify a problematic issue of, of how you've been sort of moving through life and, and take stock of that and then to to figure out why you're doing it you know what was the what was the reason for it and then to move like in the last episode of moving with intention to be intentional in not making assumptions because I will tell you this much I know for me personally that by with withholding my knee-jerk assumptions about people, and allowing people to engage me on their terms without me making assumptions about who they are, what they want, what they're doing, where they're going, how they feel and think. And that's so harmful. And I've done it. I've done it for years. Um, it's so harmful. And I've been right. I have been right, which is why, you know, it kind of exacerbates it. Because when you're right, you keep doing it. Because, you know, oh, yeah, I found out. See, I must be right all the time. So I'm going to keep doing this. And you're going to you're gonna be right. Your assumptions are, are not always going to be off the mark. That's the problem. <laughs> Is that you are going to hit, hit your target probably quite a few times. But the damage that can be done when you make assumptions and you're wrong. First of all, you got to be accountable. And, well, that sucks. Accountability is... It's not fun. It should be done, but it's not fun to be accountable. But then you got to take into consideration the level of damage that you've done. And also, if you're like me and you've made assumptions over and over again in the same dynamic or with the same person, 
it gets old and that person gets tired, you know. Um, and maybe your assumptions have been right a time or two with that person, you know. So it doesn't, all I'm saying is that it just because you've hit the mark a few times does not mean that you're going to be right all the time. You're going to, you make mistakes and you screw up by making assumptions. It can do some serious damage to those relationships. So are you making assumptions? Do you fill in the gaps? Do you uh, assume the worst? Do you think that people are always out to get you? Do you think that people are all, always out to screw you over and treat you badly and, you know, tear you down and, and try to, you know, take advantage of you. And I mean, what a, what a painful place to live in. And I know that a lot of people live there because, you know, it's that survivor, it's the survivor mentality. When you've been groomed to believe that that's all that you can expect out of people is the worst, how horribly lonely of an existence that is. I think that's just, that's no way to live your life. So what are you assuming? What do you assume? And, you know, take stock of that. I, I think it's important to take measure of the value of those connections. I mean, let's look at, let's look at this logically, right? So you have a relationship with someone that you're consistently making assumptions and it's causing problems in that relationship. Then why do you have that relationship? What is that relationship worth to you if, if that person is always being neglectful or, uh, you know, doing you wrong, you know, for lack of a better term? Why even bother? My, my point is this, and, and again, sharing my own personal experiences. Relationships have to be nurtured, guys. They, that's, that's been the takeaway that I've had. They have to be nurtured. They have to be taken care of. They have to be pruned effectively. It's like a plant. You know, um, you got to water them. You have to give them time. You have to be gentle. Um, you have to show affection. You have to show and give the level of regard and respect that you desire. And when we make assumptions, at least when we make negative assumptions, um, it's, it's a problematic feature. I don't like it when people assume the worst of me at all. I especially find it disrespectful for someone to assume that I am engaging in behavior that maybe someone else has engaged in in the past with someone that I'm interacting with. I don't think that's fair at all. I'm not that person. I'm not that other person that hurt you. Why would you assume that I would do the same thing? I mean, logically, it makes sense. I understand it because hurt people expect to be hurt again. It's kind of, it's logic. But this, again... It's paying attention to those behaviors that are potentially problematic in the relationship, in those dynamics, and making those assumptions. And, and it doesn't have to be somebody that you're in a relationship with either. This is all about cultivating your own mindful well-being. And like, imagine you're in traffic, you know, and somebody cuts you off. And it can be real easy to get triggered and assume that that person was, you know, that, that person disrespected you. They did that intentionally. You don't know that. And it's, it's a hard, difficult road to travel in checking yourself and checking your own behaviors, your own problematic behaviors and how your behaviors erode your own well-being 
such as, you know, the traffic situation with a stranger. But yeah, it's just one of those things that we can take notice and look at and identify and check and, and, and pay attention to it. It's all a part of doing better and healing. You don't have to be actively in front of a therapist to heal. This is part of the process that you can engage upon on your own to help you move through this life in a more meaningful, uh, healthy, and mindful fashion so that you can find your peace. I mean, I know that I I can't speak for other people (laughs) because then I I would be assuming, right? (laughs) But for me, I know that I would create these distressful narratives in my mind about other people's intentions. And, and it was just something that it was subconscious. That's how deeply rooted this behavior was for me. It was subconscious. It was knee jerk. And it was something that I did involuntarily as a, a facet of my personality traits. And I'm sharing that with you openly because it is something that I'm kind of excited about because I found something else I can work on now. I found something else that I can do better. And not only do I get excited about my own wellness and my own evolution and, you know, vibrating higher if you're into that, which I am, but I can share this with you because I think it's great content. And it's something that we can all do uh, on our own privately and just pay attention to. Are you making assumptions? And if so, when? And, And, you know, if you aren't working with a therapist... And you notice something about, hey, I do that a lot. And if maybe you're listening to this episode, maybe you feel a little bit triggered. Maybe you you, you might feel um, like I am uh, unearthing something in you that, that you might not be ready to acknowledge or work on. Go talk to a therapist. Seriously. Because this is not a blame game. This is not about making you feel like a piece of shit. That's not at all what this is. This is the intention behind all of this is to get you to reframe your thinking and your thought process so that you can live your life purposefully with joy and find that joy and find out what you're doing incorrectly that is causing you distress. Because I know my assumptive behavior has caused me a significant amount of unnecessary distress. And and it's and it's sad too because the reason that I did it was to avoid distress because being a human being, I got to fill those gaps. I need this information. I got to be in control because I've been out of control and if I don't do this, then the answer is going to be out there and I'm not going to know and then I'm going to feel that trigger of being disempowered again. My inner child, my inner wounded child with the daddy issues is going to feel more disempowered. So let me just fill in the gap. And that's why I did it. That was at least my reason. Why do you do it? It's not a blame game. It's not a blame game. It is important for you to figure out what you're doing that is causing a breakdown in your connections with other people. Um, it's causing you a, a problem with how you are managing your own internal well-being, your own internal narrative. It could not have anything to do with anybody else at all. You know, and you, you know, you go into the grocery store. I wrote about uh, a chapter on this in my first book, Flip, about the assumptive nature I made about going to the gym and going into the grocery store and assuming that every person that I interacted with was just there to stress me out. Have you done that? 
I know I have. We're all learning. We're all growing. We're all healing. I want to help you on that path by being as transparent in my healing journey as well. I'm just like you. I'm not special. Everything that I achieve, everything that I do in my own emotional well-being and growth, you can do for yourself as well. It's not, it's not just because I'm a therapist. This is just something that I've no longer attached shame to, and I see it as something that can be use, useful and purposeful in my work by, you know, sort of opening up my book and my own experience. So ask yourself, don't forget to journal. What are you assuming? Why are you assuming? And how can you change that? And how can you meter that? And you can breathe through it too, because it's, it's a practice. It's not going to happen overnight. All right, guys, from fear to love, this has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening.